Alright, what's going on guys? Today we have a very special guest here today. We have Joan of Arc. Hi. <laughs> Alright, so today is going to be a little different. We're going to try, actually no, it's going to actually be on the same kind of topic we've been on in the last two weeks. Um, recently I've just, I discussed Black Lives Matter versus uh, All Lives Matter. Now we're going to actually have someone who was actually there during some of these protests to give us a bit of a description or and an idea of how it actually went down. I know a lot of times you see videos and you see stuff on TV, the news, and you're not really sure if that's accurate. So we're going to try to give you a little bit of the best um, visual representation with audio. So um, I just start off and say, just give us a little description of uh, what you do and just uh, where, where were you during all these protests. First and foremost, I want to thank you for actually allowing a space to uh, discuss these situations and everything that is currently going on. Um, so in regards of the protest, you know, it has been very crazy lately, you know, with like uh, the lootings and, you know, the shootings and the, you know, the policemen shooting the people out there who are protesting. Even even if it's a peaceful protest, you know, they, they have encountered some very uh difficult difficult situations when it comes to the police so being in the in the front lines in the protest has definitely been one of the most craziest experiences um as of today you know um i have been in other protests before before all of this happened so everything that i have experienced before was nothing like this can i say um can you tell me what was your first protest that you that uh you were a part of or just what year would you go off that? I believe my first protest was 2008. 2008. 2008 in L.A. Yeah. So now we're in 2020. So you've been protesting for about 12 years now. And that's kind of amazing. Um, can you tell me what, what what's, what's the biggest difference from uh, all the previous protests up to now? So, um, okay. So back in 2008... I wasn't really in the front lines, you know, so I was just one of those, I was just another person to, you know, go out there and stand with my sign. I was pretty young back then, so I didn't really know what was, go you know, what was happening. I just kind of went with the flow. I did go with, you know, um, with some friends, so it was really just mostly to hang out. However, as time went by, I started being aware of, like, the situation that our people have currently been in you know and so that kind of sparked a little something in me just really sparked something in me that made me realize a lot about protesting and how powerful the people's voices are in general and so um after that i decided that it was time for me to actually step it up you know actually step it up and put in put in some work you know because i felt like from a, as, as a woman who um does hold a little more privilege than others I felt as if it was my responsibility to actually do something about that and use that privilege to help make some sort of change. So right. when it comes to organizing, um, you know, when I was starting, when I was starting to organize, it was something that was a little difficult for me. I'm not going to lie. It was a little difficult. It was something new, you know, it was something different. Um, I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> when you first started, pro started to try to organize and get more involved. So, so you just did you just just reach out to someone like you went to these protests and there was a clear leader of these protests and so then you were able to link up with them or did you just 
come up with your own organization? No, so first, um, it, I, I did join people, so other organizers. You know, I started meeting a lot of other people who were actually organizing. I wasn't, I wasn't the organizer, but I would help them in regards of like bringing people, you know, letting people know what was going, what was going to happen, when, what time, you know, place. So it started off like that, you know, just slowly, yeah. little by little, kind of just doing your part, right? Testing the water to see how it ran, you know what else I could help with. So I'm always, I'm the type of person who always asks, is there anything I can help you with? So as soon as you tell me, you know, there's no backing down from that. I go to that and I take it to heart and I do what I got to do. That's so right. follow through people, follow through. <laughs> so after that, um, you know, I realized that I, I had the power to do more, just like any other person, you know, you have the power to do more. And so the more I learned and the more I was involved in that, um, in that scene in general. Okay, so uh, just, a, just a little quick insert. What was the protest about? So the first protest that I attended, mm -hmm. that one, that one was about the immigration reform. Immigration reform. Okay, so that, I don't have, um, I don't want to get too too much into that one, so I just want to keep, to make it keep progressing, but, so the first one was immigration reform, and do you think that that protest helped? Um, it definitely helped because, you know, Oh, I have a question. What do you mean by like? Did it help? Well, I mean, um, did it did it, What was your what was the agenda for the protest? Like, what was your trying? To, what were you guys trying to get across? So they wanted to pass an uh, a reform, immigration reform. They have they have been going on that for years now. You know, nothing has changed. However, um, because that was my first protest, and I saw hundreds of people gathered together. It was. To me, it was it was impacting because, you know, as I said, I was a kid and I saw all these people gathering in solidarity, you know, whether they were undocumented or born here in the United States, but they all wanted the same thing. And mm. that to me was beautiful, just seeing everybody, all kinds of colors gathered together and forming solidarity, sticking to, you know, to the purpose. Yeah, so it just made it seem so there is good, so it made it open your eyes that there is good people and there's people right. fighting the good fight and whether or not some things you got, the uh, whether or not the things like actually, you're able to get things like across, your message was able to get delivered to the certain people. It's not just because maybe a policy didn't get uh, uh, like defunded or upheld. These protests do bring awareness to other people that there is like-minded people like who think the same way. Not just that, but another thing that really amazed me that that one time that was my first protest ever. Mm -hmm. So, what really amazed me was to see just how passionate these people were. And, you know, I remember seeing somebody talking, you know, talking in a mic. And, you know, everybody turned to look at that person. I was like, wow, like, that's just one person, you know, mm -hmm. just one person talking to all these people and everybody's there to listen to that, to listen to what that person has to say. And that word that the words that are getting spoken now are going to reach thousands of ears who are later going to repeat that same message to their seeds and future generations. That right there was hella powerful to me because I'm like, you know what? You're not just, you guys aren't just gathering to, you know, just gather and pass the time. You're actually doing something that's, you know, you're, you're taking political action. You know, mm -hmm. your voice is getting heard. Your message is, you know, it's going to transfer to who knows, who knows where, you know, you might invoke something in somebody. You might awaken somebody up, somebody who might, take on that role to continue that revolution, to continue to fight for those people. You know what I mean? So yes. like just just acknowledging that itself to me was hella freaking powerful. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Once you realize how strong we are together, and especially once we have like a, a, sol- a solidarity and a message that we can actually get across that's clear and not vague, then the people can unite under, like things can move. You can, like like in the Bible it says, with faith like a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. And it's just like saying, once you start planting those little seeds into people, it starts to grow and it starts to become more. So that's like, and like you were one of those seeds that was planted. Like that message spoke to you, and that exactly what you said happened to you in that very moment. And so now that was in two thousand eight. That's twelve years. Now you're still part of these organizations, and you're still trying to help. So now that this that seed was planted, and now you still have this fire, like an ether that just continues to burn, which is it's amazing. And so now I want to ask you, with all that that passion, do you still do you still have the same passion and? How has that helped you um, become part of this movement now? You know what's crazy? I feel like once that hits you, there's no going back. (laughs) Once that speaks to you, that's it. Once you know what you know, you cannot ignore the issues that are currently, you know, like happening and ongoing and have been continuing and will continue to happen. So it's a marathon. It really is. It really is. And so, you know, it's crazy because, like, once you're aware of what's going on, there's that's it. Yeah. It's game over. Like, you, you either take action or you don't. Yeah, once the blinders come off, you just got to go gung-ho. Exactly. So when it comes to, you know, me realizing that and being part of, like, the movement and stuff and, you know, coming together with community, it has been crazy. It has been crazy. I'm not going to lie. As I said, these past couple of protests aren't how, you know, like the ones that I've experienced before. The ones that back in 2008 and, you know, up to till now, till this year, um, they were peaceful protests. However, I never saw change. Everything remained the same. I never saw that many people united. We're talking, this is a worldwide movement. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a worldwide movement. And, you know, it's just crazy to see how as I was saying, you know, how one person who, you know, who has the power to speak and has has that privilege to, to take up space and bring to light what's going on and how it's affecting people, not just here in the U.S., but all over, you know, all over the world. And because people are listening, you know, people are listening. There's a, there's a, you know, communities out there who have the strength to put something together, who have the privilege of putting something together and make it happen. So... Like, is honestly, as I was saying, like, it, it's kind of crazy trying to describe this. It's not something that, you know, is easy for me. It's very emotional as well. Um, so I could say that you were, you were during these, um, so you're part of the Black Lives Movement protests, correct? Like, that's like, that's like, you're supporting, that's a message you're supporting? Right. Okay, so you were part of a protest about, you know, in a major city. We're like we don't want to give out too many too much information. We want to keep it vague as possible. But when you say you're in the front lines, can you describe what that was like to be part of the front lines? Kind of give their the listeners a description of what you were experiencing. Um, I kind of, we were talking earlier, and we were talking about what would you what were we doing in the front lines? So without giving out too many too much information, we got to say that just tell me how it went. We'll start from. We start from the beginning of the protest to the end. Okay, so um, first of all, <laughs> you know, when you're protesting as an organizer, people want to know who you are. You mm-hmm. know, that's 
first things and I completely understand because of security reasons. However, there has been a lot of activists who have gone missing within, you know, this movement. Uh, even with other movements, a lot of you know activists are on the line. So a lot of people decide to remain anonymous, as you know, uh, we did. So within that time, somehow word got around that you know there was going to be a protest. Da da da. People try to flag our protest. They try to take it down. There was a lot of scare tactics. Um, it was all posted on like social media. You know, just like every other protest. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, they were using a lot of scare tactics. So that that my, my first my first impression of that was, wow, they really don't want this to happen, you know. And like I was looking at the demographics of that city, of course it was it was bound to happen, yeah. right? So um, that being said, I was taking more precautions. We were taking more precautions because we wanted to make sure that the people who went were safe. So you know, confirming a few. Um, those situations, confirming those situations with people, you know, we, we reached out and got some legal help. Um, everything was fine. Everything worked out. As soon as we got to the protest, I remember already seeing a bunch of people. Now, other protests that I have organized before have been pretty small. You mm-hmm. know, they haven't really, we're, we're talking about like, you know, a few people. And um, this one was lit. It was, this one was lit. <laughs> <laughs> this one was lit. You know, there was a lot of people there. For our older generation, what does lit mean? It, it I'm means... just kidding. <laughs> 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 Everybody knows what it is. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. It went down, you know. It was crazy. It was amazing seeing how many people were there. And so um, we get there and I see that somebody's already up on stage talking. Right. So now this person has no ties to Black Lives Matter and has no ties to my units. So now somebody tells us, you know, you got to get up there because, you know, it's it's your protest. Like, you guys got to handle. So, you know, shit hit the fan. It went the wrong way. Um, they ended up actually hijacking our protest. As I said, it's not the first time this happens. There's been other protests that have been hijacked with, you know, by either other organizers who want to take credit for that or just undercovers. So, um, it did get hijacked. I do not know who was the person who hijacked the protest. However, I ended up doing security. As an organizer, you it is a must that you're in the front lines. Like, that is law. You have to be in the front lines. You have to make sure that the people are safe, that everything's going according to plan. I say that in quotations because not everything happens exactly how it's supposed to, just like this, you know, yeah, this situation. Yeah, of course, it's like anything in life. Right. So, um, you know... It actually ended up getting hijacked. Um, we were actually able to keep our people safe, you know, within the protest from the start to the end. Of course, um, there ha- they have been having curfews. I don't know if they had curfews here in this city or not. Um, I'm not too sure. Sh- I mean, our curfew's always, there's always been a curfew, curfew here. It's been 10 o'clock since, you know, it's always been like that. And I don't think it changed at all. Okay. Yeah, because it was weird. I had never seen that before. They literally set curfews because of the protests. Right. Because of, um, you know, the looting. And, the looting, and again, like, I understand that. Um, however, I, I don't know if you want to touch the looting part of that. But I will say I'm all in favor for that. You know, people have to listen one way or another. However, I do not agree with... Uh, targeting mom and pop shops. Yeah, I just dis- I disagree with the looting because it's just like it's just it's an act of of anarchy. It's just being wild, you know. 
I understand. My whole thing is just I'm not I'm not trying to incite nobody to do anything that's out of the character, but understanding that sometimes peacefully protesting things do not work, but looting your own businesses and the people that you're supposedly protecting is super ironic and way more date like way more harmful to your community than anything else. Like the looting, if you're looted and you win and and you actually like. Well, I just don't agree with the looting for the most part. My whole thing is, like, if you're going to protest and you want to take it to the next level, then you charge and you go to the the police station, you go to the courthouses, you go to uh, city council, you take your protest there, and you go and you ask, you know, for stuff stuff to change because looting is only going to destroy your own community. And those people who have to go clean up, like, everybody who works in those businesses, you know, for the most part, if you live there at least. So... Like that's that's why a lot of people think that the hijackers are out of towners that come in and start stuff because they don't care about the people who live there because they don't live there, so that's why they don't care about destroying businesses and that's why I can't be for looting because it's destroying people's businesses. Like they worked hard to get there. You know you don't know people's story. There's always this case of like someone got handed everything, but for the most part people have to work very hard for their their belongings and their property. And so, like, I know I have family members who are business owners. So I would hate for anything to happen to them. And then somebody to tell me it's for a cause. I would be I'd be very angry at that cause. And that's what people don't understand. Like, when you start destroying people's businesses, you're creating people to dislike you and hate you. And you're drawing the other... They may have been on your side, but by doing that, you're changing people to the other side. But being... Peacefully protests can only get you so far, but it has to be, if you're going to change it, you have to direct it towards the people that are actually in control, but... I should have clarified a little bit on that. Um, Yeah, as I said, I'm not for targeting mom and pop shops or like your local uh, businesses. People who are from the area know the, you know, mom and pop shops because there's no chains. You know what I mean? There's just that one shop, like you just know it's, it's a person of color shop. It's, uh, you know a person who lives from that city shop so when i mean about looting i'm talking about like for example amazon i don't know if you're aware they burned down on amazon there's a lot of problematic things about amazon and when it comes to um anarchy i feel like that's another topic you know right now we are discussing like the protest however i do want to i do want to talk about that that is something that interests me so if you guys have another um another well i mean we'll, we maybe depending on what we're on a run see how this goes but we could maybe get to that too but so we go back to the protest so how so you're you started off you're saying there's already a hijacker you see that there i could i probably if i was there i would get some like gut feeling like oh man like i wonder how this is going to turn out so you said there was a curfew and the protest ended at the same time the curfew was right right so this is what happened yeah so they had set the curfew um you know, our protests ended right at that time. And my instinct was, you know what? They're doing this on purpose. Right. They're doing this on purpose because since the beginning, they did not want this protest to happen. Since the beginning, they kept flagging our event. They kept sending scare tactics. They didn't want people in that city. So now, question is why, right? Mm-hmm. It's always going to be why. Apparently, you know, there's, as I said, the demographics in that area are just wild so um in regards to that going back to how i felt at that moment you know um it was crazy i was scared i'm not gonna lie i was scared i knew i had to be there i knew that you know that was my duty um 
I was there with my unit, so we had our own security teams. And I actually ended up doing security because it was it was more of like a rally. You mm-hmm. know, we weren't really going to go protest anywhere because of, you know, there was a lot of people and it was going to be a little difficult to kind of handle that situation if something were to get out of place. So, um, as I said, it did get hijacked. People actually ended up marching and, you know, I wasn't that familiar with that city, so I didn't know exactly where they were heading. I like even till today, I, like when I passed through like the city and like those streets, I'm just like, damn, like I have no idea where the fuck I was, you know? Like it just seems so like wild to me how I was right there, but you know that's I yeah. get it. Like it's just like it's the moment that kind of just you know it's so very- as soon as it ended, the cops started firing. Okay, yeah. So um, yeah, we were walking and. Everything was cool. Everything was peaceful. Um, they actually ended up marching where the police were. As mm-hmm. I said, our protest was hijacked. They ended up taking the people to where the police was. And um, it was intense. You know, it was really intense. I was scared because I was in the front line. And I was literally between the people and the police trying to, you know... Um, keep it as safe as possible because we did have kids there. So you were there trying was, to calm it? Yeah, we are trying to calm the situation. Uh, there was kids there. There was elderly people. There was, you know, uh, people with disabilities. So we knew that if something were to happen, the most vulnerable ones were going to be the ones who were affected the most. So um, we did try to keep everything as calm as possible. However, of course, as soon as curfew hits, still being peaceful and the police officers still taking a knee showing so-called solidarity still ended up shooting at us this was all peaceful there was no reason for them to shoot right there was no reason for them to shoot i was literally in the front like i was right there you know i was right there watching everything they took a knee and so now i want to go back to you know after this is over right so they said curfew i actually couldn't go back home i actually ended up staying in that city because it was just crazy, and I didn't want to get pulled over with, you know, looking like I just, you know, I just attended a protest. So, you know, safety was our first our first priority for the people. We did evacuate um, the disabled and elderly and, like, families with kids before it all happened. So I did tell uh, the people from our unit, you know, like, we have to escort as many people as possible who you know or you see that are most vulnerable. So we got that out of it. We did an amazing job, and, I, you know, I want to thank my unit for that. Because they did an outstanding job with that. And um, luckily, I want to say, I haven't heard about anybody getting hurt or anything happening. Um, So, sorry. That's all right. So, (laughs) the cops were taking a kneel, right? They were kneeling with you. And as soon as the curfew hit, they just started firing off gunshots. these are obviously these are rubber bullets, but they started firing off gunshots. Before. Right. So what was what was said before? Like there had to, I'm pretty like there had to been like, hey, you guys need to disperse, you know, and that was what was was there any of that? Was there any of like a warning or anything of that sort, or they just started shooting? So okay, so I want to back it up a little bit. So I did have a friend go who went alone. Um, I do not encourage people if you're going to go protest, please do not go alone. Um, take at least, you know, three other, three other people and make sure they're trustworthy friends. So this friend showed up alone and, you know, I, 
as a person, her being a person of color, you know, with darker complexion, I was scared for her safety being in that situation. So I had to make sure I escorted her and made sure she got to her car. When I came back, um, I had lost my unit. So when I, because there was a lot of people, right? I came back, I had lost my unit, and then people were just running. I didn't even know they were shooting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were, I don't know if there was anything that was said or not. I came back, people started, I had no idea what was going on, <laughs> you know? I was like, it was just crazy. Yeah, like, that sounds scary. Yeah. It, it was, it really was. I couldn't find my unit. I saw, you know, they were, like, people were screaming, they were running, and I hear some guys say, yo, they're shooting, like, you gotta go, disperse. So now I'm like, holy shit, like, you know, shit. That's shit so crazy. That is so crazy how they were just kneeling. And now, like, they're saying they believe in this cause, they stand with you, and they start shooting at you. Like, that is so, you know, like, photo ops are the worst to me. That's why I hate politicians, because all they ever do are photo ops. And a photo op, they get the photo op, they get this to see, like, oh, we stand with you guys. And then the next thing you know, they start shooting. Like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I understand there's a curfew, but that's not about, like, the curfew changed. If you could change it, so that's not a law, you know? Like, they just enacted, enacted it and kind of invoked, you know, they invoked the, um, for the craziness to happen, for the people to start going crazy. Like they- You want to know what's crazier? So now, the following day, I go back home. And I'm, you know, looking at social media to see, like, what went down. So now there's this one video on Twitter. And there's this news source that's literally filming the police as they're marching towards the people right after they just started shooting you see police breaking a car's window as soon as the media sees that they start zooming out and that video is on twitter i i was like yo it's it's and people people tend not to believe things because they're always like oh you know like i can see that happening but like when you show them the proof and the evidence and they're still like well they should have left. It's like, no, it's like the cops did, The cops were trying to start something. And then, like, when stuff doesn't go their way, fit their agenda also, they want to try to provoke people to get out of their character. Or then they want to, like, frame people. You know, that's kind of seems like what, what's happening. They want to frame the protest as being violent and aggressive when the whole time the cops are starting everything. It's like, it's just, it's, it's kind of crazy because, like, I'm not, I'm in four cops. Like, you know, I believe that we do need cops. But I think that they do. They need more training, obviously, to deal with situations. And I think that they have to be held to a higher standard. And that's just how I feel. Like, they have to... You take on that job. It's supposed to be a sign of an honor. You know, you put your life on the line. So then you should do it as your best of your ability and find the best way possible to do things. But to just start shooting at people, to start, like, breaking car windows, to try to show that these people are... Running, that's just not... That's crazy to me, you know? So, I mean... So now that you're scattering and you're running, how what what was the aftermath of that day? Like when you went back the next day, was there a bunch of like trash? Was there a bunch of uh, broken windows? Was there people cleaning up? What was going I on? I personally didn't go back mm. because um, just for security reasons. Right. You know. You know. I, okay. Yeah, I made sure that my unit was cool. I made sure that the people who I personally knew, personally knew who attended were okay. Those who had reached out to me about um, the protest, I made sure that they were fine. Um, and I went home. You know, I did my part. There was no looting. There was no looting in that city. Um, you know, it's crazy because they were saying... No looting. No looting. <laughs> <laughs> they were saying... Um, 
that supposedly you were mentioning earlier that it's people from other cities that go in there and, you know, start the looting. Yeah. But seeing that personally just changed my whole perspective. And it's like, you know, at first I was like, I'm still for looting. I'm not going to say I don't encourage it, you know, but if it's necessary, if you have to do it, who am I to tell you how to express yourself? Now, hold up. (laughs) (laughs) So now this is the thing. When it comes to looting and me seeing those videos about the police fucking shit up, breaking into cars, you know, breaking down windows. I'm like, yo, who's really starting the lootings then? Who's targeting those mom and pop shops? Who's targeting those local businesses? Right. And, and most people that I talk to have now become conspiracy theorists. But there's the, there's that video with that guy going around with a face mask. And multiple people said that that guy was a cop. And he was going around and he just started breaking t- the windows in Target. You know, and if you go on, like, but if you keep continuing, then everything is crazy. But it's like certain people are geared up and they're like in certain suits and they start breaking stuff. And then, then they want to blame the protests. But it's clear as day that it's not the protesters. So why do people still against it? But... So I, I personally feel as if that's just an excuse to stop this movement. Right. To discredit it. Right. But so I think we're going to have to continue this on another day because it looks like we're going on a bit long. But it was nice having you here. I know that maybe we got a little uh, out of out of uh, off topic a couple times, but I feel like it was a good talk. I really like, you know, having this discussion with you. It's nice to have to you know, talk with someone who's actually been there. Um, when we do the next podcast, I'll make sure it's a, a bit more concise. And just because it's uh we want to keep it anonymous, you know, don't want to get her name caught up in anything like that, because what she's actually doing is trying to make a, uh, make a change. And when you try to make a change, you hit with a lot of obstacles and stuff like that. And the only thing I want to do is encourage people to try to make a change. You know, but let's do it the right way. Uh, Act accordingly. Thank you for being here. I really enjoyed this. Um, it's Agent the Fear signing off. If you don't know where to find me at, I'm at coeentertainment.com and Christopher Ortiz Entertainment on the YouTube channel. Uh, thank you for everything. Peace. And all streaming platforms. Oh, yeah, all streaming platforms. I always mess up this part. <laughs>